Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. We have a wonderful show for you tonight and we have some amazing guests. So tonight our focus is gonna be on nonprofits. So listen, when I say I have a house full, I have a house full of dynamic, well-rounded, versatile, and go-getter women. So you don't want to go anywhere, I promise you. So you know what we do every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, and enjoy the ride because you are finally at home at Keeper's Place. So don't go anywhere, family. Stay tuned. Welcome to Keeper's Place, the Keeper Murdoch Show and Podcast. We hope that by the end of our show, you're left feeling empowered, motivated, and connected. So come on in the room, grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Because you're finally at home at Kiever's Place. Now give it up for our host and producer, Coach Kiever Lernice Murdoch. And welcome back, family, to Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. So we are in the house with five dynamic women, as I mentioned to you earlier, and we're going to be talking about everything nonprofit tonight. So if you are thinking about launching a nonprofit, if you have launched a nonprofit and you just don't know what you're doing, if you have questions about nonprofits, this is where you want to be tonight, right here at Kiva's Place, the Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. So I'm going to bring my guests on tonight. First of all, we have our amazing visionary that we're going to be talking about a project that she has coming up very, very soon. But I'm going to bring her in the house first, Miss Tiffany Bell. So welcome to Kiva's Place, Miss Bell. How are you? I am well. Very, very excited to be able to join you tonight. Thank you so much for opening your doors to us. You are so welcome. It is indeed my pleasure. So the next queen I'm going to bring up is Miss Precious Swain. We're gonna bring her up. Come on in the room. Welcome, Miss Precious Swain Peaks. Well, thank you so much for the warm welcome and thank you for having us. You're so welcome. The next queen that I'm gonna bring up is Dr. Sandra Ricketts Stinson. Come on in the room, queen. How are you? Hey, Makiba, how are you doing? Thank you for having us. Thank you. You are so welcome. Welcome to Kira's Place. The next queen coming on the stage is Miss Terry Brinson. Welcome to Kira's Place. And finally, we will bring in Ms. Takima, Dr. Takima Dorsey. Welcome, Dr. Dorsey. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well, and thank you for having us on. Amazing. Well, let's just dive right into it, ladies. Like I said, we're going to be talking about nonprofits, and you all are the nonprofit queens. So welcome again to Keeper's Place. I want to go individually, starting with Miss Tiffany. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your nonprofit organization. Well, um, uh, my name is Tiffany Bell, if you've already said. I um, live in Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, I am one of the co-directors for uh, Success Women's Conference. And those of you who are familiar with Success, um, Success is 
uh, eight years. This is our eighth year that we'll be doing the conference. And so that conference caters to entrepreneur women. It caters to corporate women and also caters to nonprofits. And so this year uh, I've had the pleasure, the honor of being able to launch a uh, an event specifically for nonprofit leaders. And so um, I'm really excited. I opened up uh, a consulting business for nonprofits about a year and a half ago. Um, it's called Nonprofit CEO. And so basically uh, with the consulting business, I just help nonprofits grow. I have a, a genuine passion in helping them to get their messaging, to help them with their board recruitment, to help with volunteer reten retention, fundraising, you know, all of the things that need to happen in order to um, make a difference in people's lives. And so, again, I've worked in and out of the nonprofit uh, industry for 25 years in some area of, of service, honestly, all of my adult life. And so, I'm, again, very passionate about being able to make a difference in people's lives, specifically through nonprofit organizations. Thank you. Wonderful. Ms. Precious um, Peaks, tell us a little bit about yourself and your nonprofit organization. Hello, I'm Precious Wayne Peaks. I am the founder of New Visions Ministries of Florida. As for my nonprofit, um, in business, I am an accountant. And so what I work with other nonprofits to try to assist them in understanding the importance of the paperwork. Aside from that and being an author, that's, that's me. Awesome. Thank you. Dr. Sandra, tell us a little bit more about who you are and your nonprofit organization. Okay, so hi, um, everyone. I am Dr. Sonia Rickett Stinson, and I am the founding CEO of Matthew House of Chicago. We founded this organization 31 years ago, and we have been um, there for 31 years. We serve a population of individuals who are homeless, men, women, and children. Um, like Tiffany, I have been in it, I think, most of my life, a couple of corporate jobs, which didn't fan out. I'm an author, I am a minister, and I am an entrepreneur, visionary entrepreneur, and I'm so happy to be here today. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Miss Terry, tell us a little bit more about you and your nonprofit organization. Sure. My name is Terry Brinston. I'm the CEO of the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation. I'm an educator, and so I introduce students to the medical field as well. And so what I found is students have a hard time transitioning or really believing that they can be doctors and nurses and, and so on. So I uh, found Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation, and what I do is I work with young people who have barriers that prevent them from being successful. And so I've been working with them for over eight years. I've been an educator and a registered nurse for over 25 years. So I love working with young people. Beautiful, thank you so much. And Dr. Dorsey, tell us a little bit more about you and about your organization. Yes, good evening. And thank you for allowing us to be on. So my name is Dr. Takima Dorsey and I hail from the place where you can catch crabs and purchase the best crabs in the world. That's none other than the Baltimore, Maryland. I am the CEO and founder of the International Association of Black Triathletes, where we focus on underserved and underrepresented youth in communities. We have built bridge pathways from the inception of the sport all the way up to college and career. And we are an award-winning nonprofit with an award-winning curriculum for youth student leaders, as well as CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, consultants, and things such as that. We love working with individuals um, 
directly with youth, but also with families to ensure that those disparities in the urban market are closed through processes, procedures, and products that's going to help them break the cycle of poverty and be an absolute asset in a community and in the world as they should. I love it. I love it. All of you have such powerful foundations. Let me ask this question and anybody can can take this question. What differentiates a nonprofit organization from a not-for-profit organization? Because I know there are vast differences. So would anyone like, like to explain to our uh, audience the difference between an NPO and a not-for-profit organization? Well, the only real difference that I usually teach is one has products and the other one markets services. So mostly profit organization markets a product, something that's tangible. Well, oftentimes we don't see services as tangible. And I frame it from the insurance industry because I used to sell insurance, that it was hard to sell life insurance to someone because it wasn't tangible that they can see. Whereas when you're dealing with a profit, uh, it usually deals with a product. There's something that they're offering, something that they're giving, something that you can purchase. And in a nonprofit, you are really working with services. You are servicing the community. You're servicing the individual. You're servicing um, the, the, the need or you're servicing the niche. That's how I would define um, the difference in a nonprofit. And that was a good question because I get that very often. Mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't, you know, I'm glad that uh, accountants on the line, there are certain qualifications and things that you have to do both in the profit world and the nonprofit if you're going to sustain it. And I think that is a, a, a challenge for individuals because they think nonprofits is free money and it's not. You have to have that paperwork in order. However, I would also add on to what Dr. Jandra was saying is that for profits, you're going to have exactly as she mentioned, those products and services. However, a nonprofit can have a for-profit yes. side yes. because yes. that's going to be important. When you're thinking about the funding stream yes. for nonprofits, it has to be extremely diverse. And yes. as what Dr. Sanja mentioned, but this is where nonprofit leaders actually fall short from mm -hmm. excelling beyond that three-year limit, mm -hmm. which is the lifespan of a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It's because they think automatically charity, right? Yes. And we are in it from a charity standpoint, but we got to get mm -hmm. out of that charity mindset, yes. right? So yes. you can be a nonprofit leader and have for-profit products and yes. services yes. because that's part of your funding stream that's yes. going to help you not just sustain your business, but yes. grow and scale your business and build those community relationships so that you can be that million dollar CEO and yes. offer those million dollar services so that you are serving your greater good and your targeted audience. Yeah, I definitely like to add to that. I, I can I can agree with what she's saying with the last nonprofit that I work for. I work for an executive. I was executive director for a pregnancy resource center for eight years. And I was with that organization for a total of 13 years or so. And when I became ED, there was seven thousand dollars in the bank and it took seven thousand dollars a month in order for that for that organization mm -hmm. to drive. It wasn't until I came on board and recognized like, hey, there are other opportunities that we can take advantage of. We can uh, we can open up some other streams of income so that again, we have you know some positive cash flow coming in that's not strictly donor based. And so yes, long-term for longevity wise, like just having, I guess, 
the same with the for-profit for-profit industry yes. Yes. you know being able to kind of tap into some of yes. the you know, other options that are out there i just think you gotta gotta think outside the box gotta yes. think outside the box and and i, I agree i, I agree 100 percent. we have several social enterprises as we call them here in chicago going because we have to be able to fund and as dr um dorsey said um we can't survive without it, but I'm gonna let the tax account because one of the things that my advisor talked to us about is that we also have to be extremely careful as to how that money funnels to the nonprofit. So I'm not gonna answer that question. So I did want to add on, Kiever, what you mentioned, the, the, the distinct difference between a for-profit and a non-profit is a for-profit can't claim charitable assets. You can't go out and ask for donations. You can't, you can do sponsorships, but it, it's more from a for-profit standpoint. The non-profit, on, on the other hand, is a charitable 501c3. However, you can have for-profit services that's yes. going to help build and fund your your funding stream and that's the distinct difference Nonprofit can write it off for-profit cannot Nonprofit can have products and services for sale for-profits can but the distinct difference is a for-profit is not a charity mm -hmm. where yeah. a nonprofit is and then yeah. also we got to look deeper and to find out what is the classification with that 501c3, right? Exactly. If it's mm -hmm. a foundation versus a charitable versus something else. Mm -hmm. So nonprofit leaders, interns, boards, um, anyone that's working with a nonprofit or leading it, understand <coughs> what your paperwork status is. Because when you go to file, and even before you get to the filing status, the IRS is gonna let you know right off the bat what you can and cannot do. So really it shouldn't be the accountants telling the nonprofit CEOs what they can't do. It should be the CEO um, leaders and the boards guiding the accountants to let them know what their status is, because that is the meat and potato of how a nonprofit can operate. And I'm yeah, gonna, I agree. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and chime in if you guys don't mind. And what I'm going yes. to say is, though you're extremely correct, that's how it should go. Ninety percent of the nonprofits that I deal with, that is not how it goes. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, the person is going to put together the nonprofit. They don't have a clue. They hire somebody who puts it all together for them. They don't read the paperwork. The IRS hasn't told them anything. So they're clueless. They just hop out and they're out on the corner with their sign in their can to collect their money that they can't collect yet because they've set up the incorporation. They may have got the exemption, but that state may require them to have another certification through the state that they can collect charitable contributions. The one thing that I've learned in this is as the accountant, technically, yes, I work for them and they should tell me what they want, but I'm not, if they don't know, I'm not going to let them blindly crash and burn. Hmm. I'm going to turn around and now I'm going to educate them even if they're to the point that they can't afford to have monthly service, how to do it themselves, So that when someone comes in to edit or to audit or to see what's going on, mm -hmm. they have their paper trail because mm -hmm. they can't apply for grants or loans or anything else without it. Right. But one thing I encourage 
all nonprofits to do is to have a profit service. Um, most of the ones that I deal with during the season, they have people within their service that does taxes. So we set them up, we teach them either the people that they work with or the people in their congregation or members of the board. Well, now during tax season, do taxes to bring in income, pay the employees because they're able to do that, but put what would be considered profit back into the running of the programs or the nonprofit. Because realistically, a low season is 50,000 a season. Mm -hmm. So they're able to almost set up their whole budget if they get into a program like that. We set them up with taxes, some do lip glosses, some do fish tables, just depending on if it's a ministry or a sports or whatever it mm -hmm. is. We teach them how to, if you have like the homeless program, we would teach them outside of how to keep their books, how to take and use the people that they're servicing, make them employable, teach them the skill and yep. let them be the employee yep. because this is still part of the program. So even though they shouldn't, we shouldn't tell them, I will be very honest and tell you 90% of the time, especially with nonprofits of any type of color, no offense to anyone, but I'm going to be real, any type of color. Be real. We're going to have real. to tell them. They're not going to tell mm -hmm. us nothing. They're going to come and just lay some stuff out. It might be in the shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have to tie it all up and yes. clean it all up. Right. So yes. I do agree, but in real life, it's just, it's, it's not going like that. And I would want to see it, but it's just not. They're just not educated. They, they come up with an idea and they're going to be a nonprofit. You know, it, it's all they have to do is pass the IRS and they're in. It, and you wow. and you and what I'm sorry and one of the things that you know Miss Peaks talked about which she is absolutely correct is that but it really comes back down into the leadership right you know like you said we wake up with a great idea or we we have a, 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 a idea in the pit of our stomach and we're like we want to make a difference in our community right but like you said you know running a nonprofit or for-profit is more than just paying $175 or $250 for registration. It really takes that strategic plan, your unique niche, that marketing plan, that business plan, just like you would for a for-profit keeper, you do it for a nonprofit. And that really is before you even get into the execution stage. So anyone that's thinking about a, a starting a nonprofit or joining a nonprofit really should come to the nonprofit CEO summit and learn all of these essential elements so that we can be more successful even though it's the non-us, and we do want nonprofits to really succeed beyond that three-year myth, right? Three yeah. years and you're out. We want you to get to that five and 10-year stage where you're not just profitable as the visionary, but you're profitable because here's the biggest part, and I'm gonna stop there, is that as nonprofits, who we really serving is the public because we are a public charity. So we started it for a reason. Let's get to the point of, getting out of our own way to really serve the community. So people should really sign up to come to the nonprofit CEO, nonprofit CEO summit in three weeks. Absolutely. I would just like to add something that, you know, of course, the purpose of a nonprofit organization is to improve the quality of life for others. 
And I think people going to, you know, start, I know so many people who have nonprofits and they, you know, they're tracing their dream and the difference they want to make, but they forget that it is a very important business side to it. And, you know, one of my, well, Seriously. my session is, you know, don't just, you know, uh, uh, be about it, you know, don't just, you know, act like you're doing this nonprofit and not being mission driven and not know how to do your books and not how to create a mission and a vision and, and be mission driven and making sure that your staff are trained properly. So a lot of nonprofits miss that very, very important piece of having that business um, knowledge and making sure that they're running their, their, um, their nonprofit properly. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that because I've met many, 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 many nonprofit founders who started the nonprofit and then they, they've gotten that 501c status and then they've set it down. They've not known how to launch from here. So it's interesting, you know, you have those that that, that, jive, that jive, dive in and they're just all at it. They're all about making it profitable. Then we have others like they just do well to cross the, you know, the starting line, get the document, documentation in place. And then from there, they really don't know how to engage with the community so that they can get people involved um, with the service. So they can actually begin to service people. And then, of course, also find, you know, funding sources. So, um yeah, having being able to teach people how to launch and launch properly, and then mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Dorsey said, you know, get past that three-year mark, get past mm -hmm. that five-year mark, to where there really are profitable nonprofits that are serving and impacting lives. Right, and, and I, I I agree <clears throat> with everything that I heard, and and Dr. Dorsey and everyone, and one of the things that we have done. Uh, that five first five years is tough. I don't care. It's tough. It's very tough. Uh, and, and you really need to, you know, just really calm in. But even as you get to the 10th or the 15th year as a nonprofit leader, executive CEO, you also have to have a great, in my opinion, leadership team. And then you have to allow them to lead because it's not as a nonprofit founder, it's, it's our vision, it's our baby. And what I had to find during my coaching and the coaches that I hire is that if I hire a individual, I have to let them do what I've hired them to do so that I can go and do what I've been hired to do or I'm there to do. So one of the things about for me in the nonprofit arena is that you have to learn to lead and not manage. It took me a while to learn that just being transparent. It took me a while to learn that. But when I learned how to lead and not manage and really put the people in place, I had a dynamic team in place, but I was still trying to do everything day to day. And then my coach said, you've got to let it go. You have a good team. So I would say to any nonprofit, once you reach that threshold where you have a good leadership team in place, that you begin to let them do the job that you hired them for. You, and, and if I could jump on and add to what Tiffany was saying, you know, one of the things that Tiff talked about and my topic, which is one of the things that I that I'm speaking about during a conference, one of the pain points for nonprofit leaders, you know, boards, volunteers and interns is really how to build those communities. Right. How do you bridge together your product, your service, your value proposition, mm -hmm. your targeted niche? How do you mm -hmm. add that to your marketing plan? How do you really build that support team that Dr. Sandra talked about? And so I've created the five-step formula to 
reach to, to build communities and to scale businesses. And so when you have a framework, right, a framework from which you know that you can operate from, it's leading exactly like you said, Dr. Don, Sandra. And it's also identifying the pain point that Tiffany is talking about because in any market, whether it's the urban market, the rural market, or the suburban market, if you're not building communities, if you're not just launching those grassroots initiatives or being able to scale your business when it's not just you, then you're going to falter all day long. But as Tiffany mentioned, sometimes we don't know how to craft those conversations. Sometimes we don't know how to take our products and services and pivot it to our unique market niche. For example, if you have products and services and you are targeting the rural area, then those products and services aren't going to speak to the urban market, right? But when you have a framework, that framework is going to allow you to take whatever you want, whatever your value proposition is, and work with any nonprofit, for-profits, entrepreneurs. So being able to identify those barriers is going to open up all kinds of relationships that's going to help build and sustain and to grow. So what I'm hearing basically, ladies, is that it takes more than just pure passion to to uh, drive your, your nonprofit. Because let's just be honest, it takes, there are so many folks out there who, who basically have a vision and they have this passion behind it. But what I'm hearing is, passion is all good but you need to make sure that you have all your documentation in pretty much lined up and in order you need to understand what you're doing and you need to also have a great vision of your target audience and how to communicate with the public which actually brings me to my next question ladies Myths. We need to dispel some of these myths that are centered around nonprofit organization. So if you had to um, give me a myth that you want to dispel today, what would that myth be? Um, <clears throat> I'll start again. One of, one of the myths that, uh, that we deal with at Matthew House of Chicago is that everyone that's homeless um, it's either on drugs, have mental challenges, um, have a disability, um, and they are African-American in Chicago. We have about 80% of our population that is an African-American and mostly male. But when we see those individuals, when the staff see them, they are educated, they have masters, they have, they, they have, they have went to school, some things just happen. Now, are there some challenges that they have not addressed? Yes. But that stigma that everybody that in my population that I serve, and I serve all families and I serve is homeless or some or is on drugs or something, we have to literally break that because we don't see that. Now, when I started years ago, maybe that was. But right now, um, it's it's about a 50-50 with us. Not everyone that comes mm -hmm. to our door has had a drug issue or uh, out on the street because of that. Some of it because the, the rents in the area is too high. They live with their grandmother and there wasn't a lack of planning. Um, uh, there's divorce, there's domestic violence because I'm a licensed domestic violence counselor. Um, there's a number of things that have happened that has prevented them from um, getting back on their feet. Okay, awesome. And I would add another myth is that most nonprofit leaders believe that they may not have a million dollars 
nonprofit. And in hindsight, we do, right? Asteroid Kathy in 1946 launched Chick-fil-A, right? And although Chick-fil-A is a for-profit, she had a mission in her vision. For most people, she only ran a six-day-a-week restaurant. She's closed on the seventh day, right? The beauty of her model was that she knew that she wanted to work in the urban market. Mm -hmm. On the seventh day is Sabbath day, right? That's Mm -hmm. family day. Mm -hmm. She approached people as if, hey, we want to do this. People thought she was crazy. To this day, Chick-fil-A is bringing them more revenue than McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, right? But all she did was not just have a passion she knew her target audience. She knew the value of her products and services. She developed that marketing plan. She built her support team and her first team member was herself. So all of the things that we're talking about is equated to the nonprofit sector. It's no different, right? So when you have, when you know what it is that you're doing and why you want to do it, and you're able to have a solid plan, like my five-step formula to reach the urban market, to build communities, and to scale your business, then that marketing plan, that framework is going to allow you to be in any market, for-profit or non-profit. So the myth is, do you want that million-dollar non-profit? The answer is yes. Can you have that million-dollar non-profit? The answer is yes. This is why everybody needs to come to the nonprofit CEO summit and listen to all the wonderful speakers, because I know my five step formula, along with everyone else, can help us get you there and overcome that myth. I I, I would like to add a myth. Um, You know, there's a, a myth that if you build it, they will come. You know, you have a you know, something that you want to do and you just expect everybody to just uh, jump on your bandwagon. And, you know, the first place we go is to our communities, right? And we're like, okay, I want to do this. And of course, everybody's going to jump on my bandwagon. And so with that said, it, it just doesn't work that way. And, you know, don't get your feelings hurt, you know, because what's your passion is not anybody else's passion and um, i really struggle with that but i recognize my session on the nonprofit summit is don't just talk about it be about it Mm -hmm. in order to build um ambassadors you have to be very strategic with building ambassadors to actually come on the train and and help you ride your vision And so I talk about becoming mission driven, but you need to be very, very specific in what you're trying to do and make your organization vision very clear so that you are very clear in positioning yourself and talking about what you want to do. So like-minded people will come on board. If you are wishy-washy and delivering your mission, then you're gonna get the wrong people. And and you don't want the wrong people. You want the right people with like-minded and so um, everybody, like I said, everybody is not going to be on the same page as you and be very, um, be very clear with that. Make sure you know what you want to do. Make sure you're clear about your mission and your vision and you be very strategic in finding the right people to be a part of your, of your mission. I love that. And it is very important. You are exactly right. It's very important for you to understand your mission, your mission your message and your mandate. Because if you don't have a clear understanding, how can we expect for mm-hmm. anybody else to, right? Absolutely. One uh, myth that I wanted to mention that I will love your lady, you ladies feedback on is 
donations are the only way to help. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I, go ahead. I think that that is an insane mindset. First, especially when you look at the economy, some people can't afford to seed into, even if they want to, to seed into your vision. Anything that you decide that you want to do or need to do or is your calling to do, you have to have some other mindset of how you're going to fund it. You can't possibly believe that because you want to do it, we'll say, I'm going to finance it. That's not real life at all. And we it's a mindset, though. It's a, I won't say it's a taught thing, because when you're taught, you know better. But it's almost like a given. If you have a 501c3, people are going to just pour random money into you. And that is definitely not the case. You do still have to have a way to do great things. And that, go ahead. So, and I know, and, and, you know, um, Miss Peaks is absolutely correct. To a from experience to a degree, right? And I say that because if we, if you have the proper mission, the proper niche, the proper value proposition, and you know exactly what you want and what you're going after, you can have a plethora and overage of donations. It shouldn't be the main thing coming in because guess what? Donations is revenue, right? And whether it's liquidated, whether it's sponsorship, whether it's donations or not, it it adds to the value of your nonprofit. But it goes back to the discussion that we talked about earlier. It's not just about the passion of the CEO. It's not just the passion and the makeup of the board. But if you have, if you are positioning yourself appropriately, donations, it can be a, a, a primary revenue stream shouldn't be the only one like miss precious said but it can have a positive impact but where we find that is not um attributed attri being attributed properly is because as some of us are already saying we wake up or nonprofit leaders wake up and want to do a nonprofit, and they may not have the business side of it right or you're you're you are approaching a school system or chick-fil-a or under armor and you're saying hey you need to donate. But here's the here's the disconnect, right, Kiever? Which is why it's important for you to be able to do the research for that organization you want to go after, not just what is the value for you, but what is the value to the company that you are approaching, right? So if you go to a for imprint who gives away $500 in donation every year in a calendar year, and you can help them see the value of their product donation to your cause, not you, but to your cause, you'll get it all day. Where we fall short as nonprofit leaders and board members is that we think as Terry said, that it's all about what we want. We have to remove ourselves as nonprofit leaders because we're just a visionary, right? We're the leader, like Dr. Sean just said, but when we can place the focus on the community, you can have up to a six-figure donation that would look really good and that will bring communities, I mean, 
people that want to come in and do business with you because they're seeing the donation and the works that you're doing in a community. So, no, donations should not be the only stream, but it can be a powerful stream if you got your ducks in a row internally and externally you'll fly like a like a like a bird. I love it. So, um, like that, um, Dr. Dorsey said, when my, my subject is going to be starting and sustaining the nonprofit, because I think that, you know, as we talked about this, there are a lot of starters, but they're, no, they're not in position to sustain it. And so I want to just cover the basics, because when I um, coach individuals, they don't, as I believe Tiffany said, they don't have the basics and donations do not sustain you. But when we started our nonprofit, I had to do the research. I think Dr. Dorsey said that. I knew exactly what was missing. I knew exactly what, what community we needed to go to. I knew if we needed zoning, I knew everything. But I had did niche research is what I, I, I'm very good at. And I had did to say, this is what's missing in the homeless population. We need some programs where they can go in the daytime. And so you're absolutely right. But donors, donors, sometimes something happened to them, that donation find, falls out. And so you do need to reach beyond the donors. And in saying that, you need to have a great grant writer and a great development staff. Okay, because as the CEO, you again, you and my thoughts cannot do it all. And when I learned that, we started, we started growing and growing and growing to a four million dollar organization because I had made a decision. I cannot do it all. I cannot write grants, train staff, run the kitchen, and do all of that. And so you have to be very careful, which is why in my presentation, I want to cover the basics because I've had some ups and some downs and some seesaws and almost going out. And I want individuals that really want to start a nonprofit to know the basics. I love it, which actually brings bring us to a quick break. But it when we come back, I'm going to pose another question based right on what Dr. Sandra just said. But we're going to take a very quick break right now. And as soon as we come back, we're going to finish and wrapping up our show. I hope you guys are enjoying this with these phenomenal women. I told y'all they know what they're talking about when it comes to nonprofits. So if you have any questions, go ahead and pose your questions right now. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back and finish wrapping up with these women. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. If you are in the nonprofit industry, you'll want to be a part of this. Running a nonprofit can be exhausting. You have more needs than you have revenue. You're understaffed, your board is barely functioning, you need donors, and that still doesn't cover half the challenges that you face every day in your nonprofit. That's why you need to be a part of the Nonprofit CEO Summit. It's the event made just for you. It offers business marketing, branding, automation, experts from all over the world with the gift of turning your nonprofit into a revenue generating machine that allows you to meet your needs. The summit is free to attend, so register today at www.nonprofitceosummit.com forward slash register. This is a three-day event beginning September the 14th through the 17th. Not only will you receive top-notch training, but you will have networking opportunities to connect with other like-minded individuals. Again, connect and register today at www.nonprofitceosummit.com 
forward slash register. Again, www.nonprofitcelsummit.com forward slash register or check us out on Facebook. See you there. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's your man, Eric Zuli. I'm the international commercial uh, Axe Body Spray star. I've done films. I'm on Amazon Prime right now. And I built my own social network platform. We have 300 million people that we reach on our, on our network. And I'm a man of God. And I'm telling you right now, man, where do you need to be? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Kiever's Place. You gotta go to Kiever's place. You gotta watch Kiever's place. You gotta hang out in Kiever's place. It's about Kiever. You You hang out in Kiever's place. The easy way. And welcome back. Welcome back to Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. So we are, if you were just joining us, we're here with the nonprofit queens. We are talking about everything nonprofits. We just dispel a few myths about nonprofits. So if you have any questions about what you need to do to be successful in your nonprofit, then you need to be here in the house today. We have the experts with multiple years, decades of experience amongst all of them. So thank you ladies again for being here. And I wanted to pose a question. to piggyback off of what Dr. Sandra said prior to the break. If anybody, what nuggets would you give those who are wanting to start a nonprofit? I don't want you to give it all away because we know we want them to definitely tune in to this three-day summit coming up. But if you had to drop a nugget, what nugget would you give give the um, person who is in that conceptual stage of birthing a nonprofit? Hire a coach, hire a coach, get a mentor, get a mentor. I had several. Yes, I agree with that. I was, I was just about to say that you cannot do this by yourself. You need to surround yourself with like-minded people, but people who have expertise in areas that you do not. Um, so definitely get a mentor. And I would, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tiff. Um, I, I would say that I want people to make sure that they keep the main thing, the main thing. Regardless if you're a for-profit entity or a non-profit entity, whenever you start out, the most important thing to me is that you focus more on what you're looking at and that you focus there. Not so much on fame, not so much about building an for yourself, but it's really about impacting people. And so as long as you keep your eyes on the people, you keep your eyes on the goal, don't allow you to be deterred um, by anything, any distractions, keeping anything, anything. But again, my talk is more about making change if you want. So with that situation, you're going to chase impact. Chase impact. Do not sustain. So I heard you say chase impact. Um, You were breaking up a little bit. So I would add, and this is not actually tying into my nugget, but here's the thing, but I would like to add, 
what Tiffany was saying, whether it's a nonprofit or for-profit social enterprise, a solopreneur, you have to have the right mindset, right? And when you're able to start with the mindset, you're right. Externally, we can end up hiring everyone, but guess what? It's a waste of money if your mindset is not in the right place. And when you develop that mindset of not just what you want, then it evokes behavior change, right? Because no matter whether you got a good girlfriend or a cheerleader, you know, it's kind of like at the beginning of each year, everybody want to go run to the gym and get in, get in shape. And then after the third day, people are like, what happened, right? But if the mindset was right in the beginning, you would be your only cheerleader. And when you have that mindset, your behavior starts changing, right? You no longer need someone to give you a to-do list because you're creating your own to-do list. And so that behavior evokes action, right? And so that action is going to get you up and moving from step one to step 31. But here's the beauty. When you have the right mindset, when you change your behavior and you get actionable, your bank account may not be what you want on day 30, but you will grow per personally and professionally. And that's that internal transformation versus transaction that's going to get your nonprofit off the ground, that's going to build those community relationships, that's going to scale your business no matter where you are in your development. And when you get to that mindset, action, and behavior, like we're saying, then go and hire your coach because guess what? Your money won't be worthless. It will be worth it would be worth more because you are the person that is actually driving the car. Everybody else is just chilling along with you. Mindset, behavior, action. That's a, those are the three nuggets I would share. <laughs> I had to give you the standing ovation. <laughs> the door see yes it starts with the mindset right because if you don't have the right mindset how can you expect other people to follow you so it it starts right here wonderful wonderful i love that in, in anybody else i totally agree with dr dorsey she is amazing she, she got yes. it going on down there so the one thing that i would say since i was thinking the same thing is take a class Yes, I know this sounds crazy and you may think you know everything, mm -hmm. but each thing is different. So before you hire the coach, after you've gotten the mindset piece, get in a class. And I don't mean some of these classes you see on social media for $500 from a person who does not have a nonprofit, never started a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. They're reading one of our books and telling you what to do. <laughs> I mean... Go to your local community college. Go online to a reputable space. Take some real classes. And the reason I say do this after the mindset and before the coach is because you need to know whether you're doing it yourself or not, what everybody is supposed to be doing. That's right. You can't manage something you don't know. That's right. And so... When we go in, we go in thinking we could do it all by ourselves. Let's scratch that off. Mm -hmm. But we have to know what the people we're hiring to do is supposed to do because we're supposed to check it so that there's checks and balances. So if I was going to give any tip, it would be don't be too proud or too haughty to take a class. Take mm -hmm. a class and know what you're getting into. Love it. Um, I have to back her up on that. 
I am right now, and I said I've been working on the nonprofit industry in and out for 25 years. I am currently taking a class through Cornell University. Even though in the nonprofit industry, I work as a volunteer. I have been at the nonprofit and I serve currently on local boards, national boards, and international boards. Lots of chance. But you know, learning is something that we should always be about doing. As we things of growth in life or in business, you know, just like you said, this that continual growth in your mind and putting something is where you can expand. It is all important all throughout the world. I love it. Which actually brings us to if you are in the nonprofit industry, you'll want to be a part. These um six women, these five women right here is six of them. The other one could not make it today, but you want to be a part of the CEO nonprofit summit. It's going to be held September the 14th through the 17th, and you can register right now if you have questions about um nonprofit organization if you're not sure on how to generate revenue if you're not sure on how to start if you're not sure on the paperwork that they were talking about in the beginning of the show if you have questions about anything if you just want to network and build your collaborative collaborative efforts definitely register for the ceo for excuse me for the nonprofit ceo summit today you can go online to www.nonprofitceosummit.com forward slash register and register today it's a three-day summit it starts september the 14th it will end september the 17th all of these dynamic women that you've been sitting here listening to for the, almost the past hour are going to be speakers not only are they speakers they are going to be headliner speakers so you definitely want to tune in if you have enjoyed this show if you have enjoyed them i know you will enjoy them more during the summit so definitely go ahead and register today the website again is www.nonprofitceosummit.com forward slash register don't delay go ahead and register right now and it's a free event hello so you have no excuse. absolutely free you don't have to come out your pocket you don't have to whip out your card they are dropping all of this information for free so we have no excuses after tonight nobody should have any excuses about running a bum nonprofit organization you, you should have no excuse because the information and the resources are here so definitely go ahead and register tonight Ladies, it has been an honor and a pleasure having you. I Thank hope you. you all enjoyed Keeper's Place, the Keeper Murder Show and podcast. If you had to leave one final thought, one final thought, what would it be for our audience tonight? We have covered everything. <laughs> covered everything. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> So the one thing, um, Kiva, the one thing that I would leave to our audience that are watching this, that will watch the rerun, they might pick it up later on. Because guess what? Even you should register right now. Go to www.nonprofitceosummit forward slash register today. Right? Bring your board. Bring your volunteers. Bring your 
you know, your interns, bring people that you know that might be thinking about a nonprofit, a for-profit, any kind of profit. Because here's the thing, whether you are thinking about it, you're in the middle, or you're trying to scale, education is important. And the first investment starts with you, right? Sometimes we don't have the money right off the bat, but Kiever just said it, this is free. All you need is time. You pay in one or two ways, time or money, three, time or money or time, money and everything else. We trying to, we got more than 60 years of experience that we're coming to share with you, right? 49, 40, 50 speakers. Let's help cut your pain in half. Let's eliminate all of the barriers that we know that you're going to face, not just a novice or intermediate nonprofit, but that's why we're here. This is our legacy to you, right? So we want you to sign up today. So overcome that fear, false evidence that appear real, right? Because if you're thinking it, if it's in a pit of your belly, you got to have action. Take the action and sign up today. We just don't go right now. www.nonprofitceosummit.com forward slash register. We look forward to seeing you on the other side. Get out of your way. Bring your family. Sign up. Get ready. No excuses. Because here's the thing. COVID-19 proved to us that you can have 50 million degrees, but you can yes. still end up on an unemployment yes. line. We yes. want to take yes. you into the last quarter yes. of 2021, and we want to plant 2022 like you've never seen before. You can't do it alone. Because yes. if you did, you may you will speak, you'll be a headliner like us, but we want you to be a headliner in your own nonprofit going into the next five years. So let us help you cut through the red tape, overcome those barriers, and get you to where you need to be. Go right now, www.nonprofitcosummit.com and register and bring your entire team. Look, 2022 better look out for all of us because we all have a $5 million nonprofit like Dr. Sanjay. I just want to let y'all know. All right. All right. I just want to say, I'm, I'm going to ditto what uh, Dr. Um, uh, Dorsey said. Listen, I, I am so passionate about helping visionary entrepreneurs bring their vision to reality, move it from your journal, from your napkin to reality that creates a lasting legacy. This is free. And if you don't invest in yourself, who will? I heard one of the coaches that I connect with say, if, you, if, you're, if you're not scared, then you can't grow. So even if you are afraid, you should get on this, it's free. Get all the knowledge you can. And then hook up with one of these ladies and all this knowledge and ask them to help you. I'm sure we will. I love it. I love it. You all have wrapped it up. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. (laughs) You all have wrapped it up beautifully. And if you're going to jump, jump scared, right? Growth is in your uncomfort zone. So you have to get outside of your comfort zone in in order to grow. And like I stated earlier, we have no excuses because the resources, the knowledge is the the experience is here wrapped up in this three-day summit. So you we really have no excuses and it's absolutely free. So it can't get any better than that. Can't get any better than that. I was hoping, I, let me just add something. Thank you so much ladies for um, just sharing. Um, I, look, I look forward to going to the summit and, and attending the classes. I wanna let you guys know that tomorrow is not promised. Um, I, I came down with COVID. I was in a, a 
in the hospital wow. for over a month. I was on the ventilator for over 15 days. And I have been standing behind the scenes, running my nonprofit, you know, doing the best that I can, trying to lift people up to help. And I recognize that, you know what, my life could have been cut short and I have something to say and I have something to do. And so I encourage you to stop talking about it and start being about it because tomorrow is not promised to you. So I encourage you to walk out those dreams, those uh, desires that the Lord has laid in your heart because, hey, it, it was an assignment for you and only yes. you can carry it through. That's right. so. I love it. I love it. On that note, ladies, thank you once again for joining us. This has been a very informative conversation, and I, I would definitely welcome you all back. You're welcome back anytime to keep this place to keep a murder show and podcast. And family, thank you all for watching. As always, join us next Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be doing it all over again. So just remember to always connect um grow and glow and we will see you all next thursday night if the lord is willing so be good peace and blessings love you all good night good night <laughs> thank you for watching kiever's place the kiever murdoch show and podcast tune in every thursday night 7 30 p.m eastern standard time and be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at kiever's place to be a guest on our show, text the word guest to 803-368-3030 or visit us at tinyurl.com slash Facebook. And watch us on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire as we're broadcasting in more than 60 million homes worldwide.